Welcome to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Now, here's your host, founder and CEO of Rogue Preparedness, Morgan. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. First of all, I want to say that I hope everyone is doing all right. I hope you guys are staying well, staying sane, uh, staying prepared, and just dealing with everything that's going on as best as we possibly can. You know, as stressful as everything is right now, you know, there's a lot of ways to uh, keep ourselves busy, to stay active, to, you know, try to laugh a little more, you know, um, At this point, I think we all know what we need to do in order to stop the spread, in order to, um, you know, stay healthy and in order to just be, you know, good human beings to each other. You know what I mean? Um, We're all in this together. And at the end of the day, you know, we want to make sure that our, our loved ones are safe as well, you know. Okay, so today, uh, because there's so much sheltering in place and bugging and all that, you know, I really want to talk about some bugging and basics and some things that we can, that can really help us in these times of uncertainty and, you know, how to keep ourselves busy, you know, and just how to get by, you know, especially when, you know, everything is canceled. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, I hate to laugh, but it's just like crazy. You know, we've never seen anything like this in our, in, in my lifetime. I've never seen anything like this. My brother is 10 years older and he said the exact same thing. I have never seen anything like this in my lifetime. And we haven't, you know, we've never seen, you know, everything being canceled, schools being canceled, you know, all sporting events, you know, just everything being canceled and, you know, group activities. I mean, you know, just, it's just crazy. And, you know, this is going to be kind of the way that life is going to be for at least the next couple months. People are, people, experts are saying at least until June, you know, I was saying May, June, but, um, There was one stay-at-home order that was announced through June 10th, but what everybody's hoping is that this will start to calm down around summer. I'm pretty sure I've I've said this multiple times, but, um, you know, we're, we're thinking it's going to act a lot like the cold and flu in which it's, it dies down in the summer, but there could be a second wave. I mean, you know, we still need to be prepared even after, you know, life gets kind of back to normal, whatever that normal is going to be around June or July, right? Um, you know, when we get that second wave, we really have to be ultra prepared then. But that doesn't mean that we need to panic by and it doesn't mean that we need to panic at all. It means that we need to continue our preparedness, continue our you know, mindset that things are different and we need to change and adapt. We need to grow, evolve with this. This is not a time for us to, you know, kind of stick with the status quo of prepping. You know, while I do think that we can still be going to the store once a week and getting just a couple extra items, there's a lot of things that are just out of stock. They're going to be out of stock for a long time. I mean, a lot of like the powdered like I've been really looking for more powdered milk and powdered buttermilk and like powdered everything, you know, freeze dried powdered stuff. I've been looking a lot for this stuff and it's been just extremely hard to find. Everything's out of stock and it's going to be out of stock for the next like four to six weeks, you know, but they're working really hard to get this stuff back in stock. It's just, it's just taking forever. 
And um, I don't mean that for this to be like discouraging. I think people will definitely start to get things back in stock. You know, they're amping up production and they're, you know, doing the best that everybody can do. And shelves are looking a little better. Honestly, I've been, you know, we have to do a weekly grocery shop, which I think most people do, but especially here in the RV, you know, we do store, we are able to store some things and we've been playing like a Rubik's Cube and uh Tetris to get things <laughs> stored in our RV. But, you know, we make it work because we know that we have to be prepared a little bit more. And we started getting, you know, we started to amp up our preps a little bit before all this happened. You know, before like it was announced a pandemic when it really started to get crazy. But shelves are starting to look a little better, you know, um, with stores doing their limits and, um, you know, just with with everything, you know, the supply chain is starting to look a little better. You know, what's really interesting is that I heard from a subscriber that up in Canada, their stores look great. You know, like their supplies are great. You know, their stores are fully shell, you know, their, their shelves are fully stocked rather. Um, and I think that's so interesting that Canada seems to be doing fine. And then down here in the United States, we're just struggling. And I think, you know, nobody ever saw this coming. I've just heard this from so many people that grocery attendants, you know, everybody in the supply chain and grocers and everything, they're just like, nobody saw this coming. Nobody. You know, they've, they've been, you know, we've never seen anything like this on a national scale, even on a local scale, like when people go rushing to the grocery stores for food and water during like hurricanes and things. It's not even that bad then. You know, I mean, some shelves are empty, you know, during natural disasters, you know, people rushing out to get those last supplies, you know, a little bit, but it's, I've never seen it this long, this hard and on such a, you know, and it is a national scale. It's huge. It's crazy. Anyway, I want to get to the point. I'm sorry for rambling a little bit. Um, so I want to first say that when it comes to bugging and especially with a family and kids and things, we have to consider our stress level, our mental wellness. We have to understand that we need to take care of ourselves, especially during this time in which there's really high stress. Now, me being a stay-at-home mom, you know, for three years before my newborn came along and before we uh, did went full-time in the RV, um, I was a full-time mom and that's all I did, you know. And so just through everyday life, I was able to manage my stress just from learning, just from learning with my kid, you know. And now I have two kids, my husband, two dogs in a really small space. And, you know, we can't go out and do anything. You know, there's no tourism things to do. You know, we have, we are in a national forest and we can kind of roam around a little bit, but, you know, we still have to obviously keep that social distance and, you know, all that. But, um, you know, we can play around a little bit. You know, we're always outside playing games. You have to get creative. I think that's the point I'm getting at. You really got to get creative, especially with kids. Okay. Do scavenger hunts, you know, get into crafts and hobbies and, and teach them DIY stuff. My eldest, you know, uh, she's three and a half. She's actually almost four. She's closer to four. Um, she has been just so into cooking with me lately. She loves to crack the eggs and mix and she just loves to be involved. And kids in general, especially younger kids, they love to be involved. Involve your kids. If you have kids at home and you're feeling kind of stressed, you know what? Get an activity going, okay? 
get an activity, get them involved and do something with do something with them and then offer it activities that they can do on their own while maybe you need to do household stuff or you know whatever it is you know you get you still work from home you need to get some work done whatever right um so you know if you have kids that are a little older it might be easier for them to be a little more independent you know things like that I remember when I was a kid I was so independent I was just I used to play by myself all the time you know I had a I had a sibling I had a brother And we never, we like never played together. Um, When we did play together, it was always arguments and fights. (laughs) I'm expecting that of my two children, my two girls. Um, My eldest kid, Rogue, she is super excited to play with baby Rogue. But, you know, baby Rogue just turned one last week, actually. She's just turned one. And so, you know, she's starting to walk and, um, you know, she's... She's really interactive with her older sister. She really wants to play, really wants to walk and be independent. And, you know, she's trying and it's great. It's great. So anyway, when you have older kids, it might be easier for them to be a little more independent. And, you know, we're not in a blackout scenario, okay? We're not in that type of scenario in which, you know, we have no way, you know, we don't have the internet. We don't have, you know, TV. We don't have, you know, other forms of entertainment you know while I still believe that we don't need to be glued to the tv or internet 24 7 those options are still available and seriously seriously do not feel like you're failing as a parent or as a person if you decide to put on some cartoons or allow your children to play video games or whatever give yourself a break okay I think that's the biggest thing we really need to learn from all of this is that we're all human and allowing your child to watch some TV or watch their iPad for like, a, you know, an hour or something, whatever, okay? They're fine. You're feeding them. You're clothing them. They have a roof over their head. They are fine. And also something that I that we've been doing a lot more of is educational little games and things. There's, oh my gosh, there are so many great educational games out there. Not just like regular board games like, you know... Uh, operation and things like that. We have those regular board games, but we also have these really educational board uh, card games and board games. We have this game called Spot It, and it's a matching game. And our my toddler loves it. She loves playing that game. And then there's a toddler Pictionary card game. She loves it, and we love it too. It's so much fun. And um, anyway, there's so many great educational board games and educational opportunities out there that are fun like the scavenger hunt you're getting outside you know just because it's a stay-at-home order or you know you're staying at home or bugging in doesn't mean you can't leave the inside of your home if you have a yard or even if it's you know just around your apartment or something you know you can get out there that's okay just keep that social distance whatever right um you know get outside and do a scavenger hunt or do a scavenger hunt inside too you know just write a real simple hey go find a red sock hey you know go find a a leaf you know go find a a bug you know I mean go find um a, a cup you know I mean just real you know you can make it more difficult or whatever and then of course there's like fun little nerf games and things you know there's build a fort in your house you know there's put a tent in your living room and pretend to go camping in there you know there's even put a tent in your backyard if you have a, a backyard you know just really get creative okay this is the time to use our creative juices especially when we have a family we need to 
to really think outside that box and realize that, you know, this really isn't a time to be normal. This is a time to really engage with each other a little bit more. And while I know that there are times that we still, you know, need to do work and need to do household things and all these things, there's plenty of time for us to be together as a family as well. And I think that that's one thing that we can really embrace with this. Um, Of course, at the same time, we also need our me time and we need to have our own, you know, stress relievers. What kind of stress relievers do you have? You know, um, do you really like to journal? Do you like to spend time in your garden? Do you like archery? You know, like what kind of type of stress relievers? Do you like to throw knives in your backyard? Okay. What type of stress relievers do you have and that you could still perform at home? There's so many ways for us to get our stress out. Exercise at home. I mean, we need to rethink how we do things. You know, we may have been used to doing something one way, but we need to change our mindset and adapt and figure out new ways of doing things. Okay. You can still get your exercise in and that's a really great stress reliever. Plus, you know, it keeps you healthy, right? So, um, get, you know, get up, get exercising, um, and really, really, you know, figure out different ways of doing things. Okay. You can't go to the gym. You can't lift weights. Do you have some gallons of water? Even if you have a few water bottles, tape them together and start lifting those water bottles. Okay. <laughs> um, a gallon of water is eight point something gallon. It's eight, eight point something, uh, pounds, right? That's eight pounds per gallon of water. And then if you strap, you know, a few water bottles together, you can get easily get eight pounds right there and then just lift. Maybe you might lift more at the gym, right? I'm sorry. Okay. Work with what you got. Um, and you know, exercising comes in many forms, working out in the garden, exercise, you know, um, just running around with your kids, exercise. Um, so many different ways that we can think about how we're getting out and getting active. And again, you know, if you have a backyard or if you have, you know, a little courtyard in the apartment or whatever, um, you know, take advantage of that and try to get outside. Uh, the outdoors is a way for us to relieve that stress and to nature. Nature truly is like the ultimate de-stressor, right? Um, also, you know, uh, we can work on our self-defense at home, okay? So like work on your um, dry firing. If you have a firearm and you carry a firearm and let's say you can't get to the range or you don't have, you know, enough anchorage to live fire and plus there's kind of ammo shortages right now. So I'm not sure I would actually be live firing right now anyway, um, unless you have like a ton of ammo stored and you have, you know, that excess ammo that you can spare. Um, dry firing is a fantastic way to keep your skills sharp. And uh, there's lots of great dry firing videos, um, articles. There's lots of books that you could order that talk about dry firing techniques and things like that to try at home and just do it at home. And I, you know, start small and just work your way up and practice just a little bit every single day. Um, so, you know, also cooking. Uh, everybody's been baking and cooking. I mean, this has been like the flour yeast apocalypse. I mean, <laughs> it people 
have been wanting to bake and cook just so much more. And I think that's great. I think that that's such a great skill for us all to know. And, you know, especially when you're cooking with a family, like I said, with my with Kid Rogue, she wants to help me cook and she wants to help me bake. And we do. We allow her to do the safe things. You know, um, we allow her to use a sharp knife with our supervision and we show her how and all that, you know, and it's great. And it's it's fantastic to teach our kids these things that maybe we wouldn't have otherwise because we're rushing around doing other things, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I'm just saying, again, we have to give ourselves a break. Even during this time of crisis, if we can't, um, you know, be that perfect parent, it's okay. You know, nobody's a perfect parent, first of all. Okay, get that out of our minds. You know, I, I read this one tweet that said... Uh, your kids are fine, throw them some fish sticks and they'll be okay, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, it they're fine. They're okay. I mean, we eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches almost on a daily basis, okay? <laughs> it, it's quick, it's easy, everybody loves it, you know, it's just one of those things that um, it's fine. There's, there's seriously nothing wrong with eating canned food. There's nothing wrong with changing how we eat. There's nothing wrong with you know, anything that we're doing right now. Um, but, um, you know, we do want to keep ourselves busy. And in fact, right now is a really fantastic time to start, you know, getting those DIY projects done and getting, you know, certain educational opportunities done. Like right now, if you're not aware, I have some free online courses at my website and I'm already always releasing new ones, but I, I'm offering all my courses for free for the next few months. Because I really want people to start engaging and getting involved in preparedness and really upping your education, right? And I'm also going to be releasing a whole bunch of ebooks. I mean, I got a lot going on, okay? <laughs> um, but I really want you guys to really up your education and skills right now. Practice your skills, you know, prepping skills and uh, really up your educational game read books, read blogs, watch YouTube videos, um, you know, get into online courses. There's lots of free and paid. I mean, right now is the time to be learning. Right now is the time to be, and I'm not just talking about like prepper skills and prepper knowledge. I'm talking about everything, right? Do you know how to change a, a, a tire on a vehicle? Go watch some YouTube videos, okay? Learn, seriously. Um, even if you can't put it into practice right now, the fact that you have instilled that knowledge into your brain, it at least gives you a foundation. Okay, so now you have a foundation of education that you can build upon. And start learning everything, you know, start learning how to sew, learn, you know, all these different skills, learn, learn things in your house that you didn't know before, like, have you ever changed your air filter on your uh, furnace system? Do it, you know. Maybe somebody else in the household's always been responsible for that, but maybe you can learn it now. Um, maybe there's a painting project in your house that you've been putting off and now you can do, right? There's lots of these little things that we can, you know, do in our house that can keep us busy, engaged, and, you know, of course, there's downtime that we have not that we have to do, but that we should do. We should always plan some downtime. In addition to, you know, keeping ourselves busy, we should have that downtime of relaxation, maybe get in a five minute med meditation session, some, you know, quick tactical breathing. 
and really let your mind relax. Let your body relax and let everything like the woes of the day or just, you know, everything from the day just flow away, right? And that's, that's really important for us to do. While we want to keep busy, we also need that decompression time as well. So even if it's only five minutes, like right before you go to sleep or something, really, truly, it helps a lot, okay? Um, trust me, you know, I do this every day. <laughs> um, you know, we keep ourselves so busy during the day and then at night, I take, I take at least 30 minutes to decompress. Um, and it really does help me kind of refocus for the next day and just for whatever. Like sometimes I still do work at night after the kids go to bed, but I'll spend 30 minutes before, like right after they go to bed and then right before I start working again to decompress. Like I'll, I'll play some like words with friends or I'll, um, I'll read a book or something, you know, like I'll do something that just kind of lets my mind just not care about anything. <laughs> okay. For a little bit. And it really helps. It re-energizes me, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, so we want to prioritize learning and education and then just also making sure our family and our household is taken care of. And at the same time, you know, now might be a good opportunity to catch up with our relatives or friends and things like that. Call them, text them, send them a message on Facebook, whatever, and just, you know, see how they're doing. I mean, it really doesn't take much effort to just send a quick text or message or pick up the phone for just five minutes and just see how they're doing. Okay. Um, and, you know, especially like if you have elderly neighbors or anything like that, maybe you want to stroll on over there and just see how they're doing. Um, so, of course, always make sure that your food and water is good or your non-perishable food as well as the food in your fridge and freezer. Um you know, if you want to stock up on certain things on your weekly grocery trips, uh, try to stock up your freezer a little bit, but don't go panic mode, you know, just buy that one or two extra things, you know, keep in prepping mode, buy the one or two extra things, but maybe, you know, instead of buying one or two, you might buy three or four. It's, that's not still not panicking, but it's just buying just a tiny bit extra, now, the people who are panicking are literally clearing shelves. They're saying, I want, you know, 20 of these and I'm going to take them all. Uh, grocery stores are doing limits, but not on everything. They are doing limits on like eggs and milk and toilet paper and things like that, just so that everybody can get some because it's crazy. I mean, we're fine, you know, but every time we go to the grocery store, we try to get a little extra of stuff. And it is very frustrating when we can't, you know, because as preppers, you know, that's our routine. That's been our routine forever is getting a little, you know, one or two extra of certain things every week in our grocery. And now we've had to adapt and be like, okay, well, I can't get that. So I'm going to try to get this over here, you know, um, and also having to adapt in the sense of learning alternatives to things like I tried to make I don't know if you guys saw my YouTube video then you saw my fail but I tried to make um flourless bread and it did not come out well <laughs> I, I totally failed I'm gonna try again but I totally failed but it still took eggs it took a lot of eggs actually and so what's a substitute for eggs? Well, there are a few substitutes. There's like bananas, there's gelatin, there's, there's, there's a few different substitutes for eggs, but that's a whole nother, 
whole other podcast, but um, I did see one thing I did see was um, gluten free flour. I saw a lot of gluten free flour on the shelves. Now, gluten free flour, I've never worked with gluten free flour, but it made me think I bet this will act very similar to regular flour. Um, and it had recipes on it. And then um, I was going to go online and actually, you know, look, you know, kind of what the difference was between regular flour and gluten-free flour, you know, like how it would act in bread. Like, could I replace gluten-free flour with regular flour? You know, it's just sort of the things that you want to think about because I saw an abundance of gluten-free flour on the shelf, but of course saw no flour, right? And then we have to think kind of outside the box of where we're buying things. Uh, like the family dollars and the dollar stores and um, Lowe's and Home Depot, they sell, you know, cleaning and toilet paper and paper towels and things like that. But I will tell you, we, we went to Lowe's the other day after our, before our weekly grocery shopping, sorry. And uh, we, I actually looked in the section and it was completely out of toilet paper and completely out of bleach. So it seems like people are thinking outside the box a little bit. And a while ago, uh, I had seen, I saw lots of toilet paper at the dollar store, but now it's totally out. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, people are looking outside the box a little bit. One place that people don't look is gas stations. Uh, I saw flour at my local gas station. I saw lots of milk at my local gas station. I saw lots of toilet paper at my local gas station. And I may be, you know, swarming the gas stations now, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm not trying to like give away some secret, but you know, just check out your local gas station and don't clear them out, please. You know, like if you want to get a flower, get a flower or two, right? Don't get, you know, don't, don't clear them out, you know, um, get milk, you know, get one gallon of milk, you know, um, but yeah, definitely look at gas stations for certain things. It may be a little more expensive, right? Um, but look at those, look at those different places. Anyway, as far as bugging in goes, you know, um, really, you know, we just have to kind of change our mindset and we have to understand that what's happening now could be, could continue for a while longer, especially, you know, if you've been laid off or, you know, what are you going to do for a job after all this is over? You know, what sort of skills can you bring? What sort of skills can you start learning? Can you enroll in online schools? Can you enroll in online education? Can you, you know, get education to try to get a job when all this is over or whatever, right? You know, we have to look at certain types of jobs and things that will be available after all this, especially if you've gotten laid off, okay? Um, we have to look into spending our money wisely. We have to look into repurposing things. Every single thing that you buy, that you use, how are you repurposing it? How are you looking at it and saying, can I reuse this? Can I repurpose it, right? So um, we want to make sure that we are um, not being wasteful, especially when it comes to food these days. You know, I mean, well, not these days. We should always try not to be as wasteful with food. But, um, you know, how can we not be so wasteful? You know, of course, put it away for leftovers later or whatever, and then actually eat those leftovers. I know there's a lot of people that put leftovers away and then don't eat them. Um, we used to, we used to do that. We were really bad at that actually. <laughs> but, um, living in the RV, that's like all we do. We eat leftovers 
we cook a lot and then we eat leftovers, which is great, I think. Um, and so anyway, we just have to kind of rethink our options and rethink how we do things. I think that's the biggest takeaway that we can take when it comes to this sheltering in place. How can we be a little more self-sufficient? How can we save more money so that if we ever do lose a job again or whatever, that, you know, I'm not in such strengths or, you know, if we ever, it, you know, just, just think about your situation and think about how you can better yourself and better your situation. Look for the opportunities. Where are the opportunities? Anyway, I think I'm beating, you know, I think I I really beat this point into the ground, right? It's adapting, changing. Really, look at the way you used to do things. They're not going to be how you do things anymore. And even when things get back to normal, I'm doing air quotes, whatever that normal is going to be, you still may not be able to do certain things that you used to be able to do. Okay, this could be because of financial constraints. It could be because your kids are out of school and, you know, there's no daycare, you can't afford daycare or whatever the case may be. You know, you're going to homeschool. I mean, there's so many different variables that we have to think of that life just is different now. And it will be different for a long time, especially because of the recession caused by this pandemic. And so, um, you know, for at least another one to three years, I would I would gather a guess um, that things are going to be very different all around the board for everybody. And uh, so we really have to adjust our mindset, look at thing, look at how we can do things differently, how we can not just survive, but thrive. Anyway, I hope that this has helped to give you some ideas or something, you know, I mean, I, I, I just really want you guys to really think outside the box a little bit, get creative, have fun. You know, it, it is a stressful time and a time of crisis, but we still, we still got to try to have a little fun. We still got to try to find ways to laugh. We still got to try to find ways to continue our education and better ourselves and better our family and better our situation for, for the rest of our lives. No matter what happens, whether it's a pandemic, a natural disaster, you know, whatever it is. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me at roguepreparedness.com. Just click the contact me link on my page. There's also free online courses at my website. Please don't hesitate to sign up. They're free, free, free. And if you really like my content, please consider supporting me on Patreon, patreon.com slash rogue preparedness. I hope you guys are staying well, staying healthy, and staying sane. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Rogue Preparedness Podcast. Ask questions, never stop learning, and stay prepared. Conquer tomorrow by preparing today. See you next week.